Welcome back to Keeping Around. I'm your host Ed Smith, and welcome back to Keeping It Real. I'm your host Ed Smith, and in today's episode, I was joined by my great friend Dina. We had an amazing conversation about quarantine, um, her religious beliefs, and then we talked a lot about weightlifting and what working out does for our mental health. Tune in and enjoy. Fearful when the sky was full of Oh, yeah, the months of April and May were, <laughs> were not my months. Yeah. Do you, where yeah. Did, do you do, like, spring sports or anything? Um, no. I mean, technically, yes. Gymnastics is all year round. But I kind of stopped gymnastics, but I was in the musical, like, the swing musical. Oh, shit. And that was pretty much going to be most of my time for the yeah. end of the year. What were you guys doing? We were doing Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, that's sick. Damn. My, yeah, I do a tech crew for my school. And uh, we were going to do 9 to 5, and, it, like, when people heard about it, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. That, uh, it sucks, because there's so much work that goes into that that people don't realize. And, like, the time it got canceled, it was already, like, on its way. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a difference when you're, like, practicing, and, like, there's no set or anything, but, like, we are at the point where, like, we are putting the build together and having them practice with it a little bit. But what, when do you guys usually do productions? Um, normally we have, okay, this past year was a bit weird for some reason, just the way that things work, but normally it's alternating, like musicals and student-directed plays will be alternated, so uh -huh. my junior year when I first started, it, um, the first play, like a whole play, is normally in the beginning of November. Uh -huh. um, the second play, which was student-directed for me, was end of February, beginning of March. And then that year, every year we do what's called our New Works Festival, which are student-written, uh, directed by someone who comes in. His name is Matthew Bizerepsky, and he does that. And that's normally May again. So our spring musical this past year would have been May as well. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot. My school does something a little similar. We have, like, in the fall, the student-directed ones. Um, it's called like Dessert Theater, and then we'll have one big musical production. Yeah. The ones in the fall are just like 20, 30 minute plays, but there's like three of them. It's pretty interesting. Those are cool because it was like all student run, so yeah, the, that, those are definitely the are more fun, fun ones. I enjoyed those ones, but yeah, I do, I do the lights. I was never in any of them. No, you know we uh, we had a whole set pretty much, and then pretty much the entire play was almost blocked out. Yeah. Um, it was just up to memorization and like cleaning things up and then tech and we would have had a full show. Damn. <laughs> and Miss Rona said, sorry, no you don't. <laughs> Actually, no. Yeah. What, did they try to like make it seem like it was going to still happen or are they straight up just like, you know what, this is probably, like this is over, you know? Well, it was, sorry, but um, it was kind of, we got the news uh -huh. that we were going to be out for two weeks. Yeah. We were like, at that point, we knew some things were off, just because at that point, Seattle had closed for six weeks because they were way worse in Portland. Yeah. Around that time, that's when we heard all the IB leagues and East Coast schools were shutting, like, 
closing down for baseball season. Wait, when was this about? Because I think we were this a little bit crazy. earlier than you. Uh, we, Portland got out March 12th. March oh, never 12th. mind, never mind. Because, yeah, we had the two weeks, I think, around the same time then. So we got out March 12th, and the week after our first week of, like, quarantine was supposed to be our spring break. So we all just thought it was that. Yeah. And then in spring break, in the middle of that week, they called it till April 27th. And at that point, we all knew, like, it was kind of done because that's a month gone of rehearsal. And yeah. I think at that, people were like, oh, no. And then a week later, they called it for good. So They called it a week later? Yeah. They ca- it was kind of an anchor. Like, from what I remember, it was, like, kind of just week after week they called it. And then I think it was beginning of April. Um, well, beginning of April, they were like, uh, that's when scene, that's when we're going online. We're yeah. having online school. Uh-huh. Uh, and then a bit later, a couple days later, they called it and they were like, if you're a senior, whatever grade you had, is your grade pass or fail? They made seniors pass or fail for second semester. If it's a fail, you can work to get it up to a passing. If it's a passing, you're essentially done. You didn't have any work? Nope. Didn't have to go to classes, didn't have to do any work because the grades were in. I mean, you could. A lot of people talk to teachers still. And AP tests. Oh, we have IB. IB tests were completely canceled. Really? Like, you didn't, didn't even do them online. online. So what they did is, for, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, because I didn't do IB testing. Um, they have like the, what are they, like it's like the get, like guess scores that your te- predicted scores, I think something like that. Yeah. That your teachers take from like your work, and then there's a thing called like an IA internal assessment, which you do, which is like, I mean, different for every, I guess, like subject, but it's essentially this giant project, giant writing like thing. That's interesting. So they take your score from that and other work predicted scores, and that's kind of how they get your score. But yeah, I'd be canceled tests. Damn, that's crazy that they have a predict like a, they used a predicted score because there's classes, there's AP classes where I probably looked like I was gonna do a lot better on the test than I did. Oh yeah, for some people it worked really well. I know for my friend Hunter, he's probably one of the smartest people I know. Yeah. Um, his. He was taking IB Psych, which is one of the hardest classes you can take at Lincoln for IB. Or uh-huh. From what I've heard, I didn't take it. Um, different for everybody, but he, I mean, he was going in pretty much gonna get his passing grades. Like, yeah, yeah. I, we're good to go. And um, something happened with the IB scores, and he didn't pass for IB uh, Psych, which didn't make any sense. So him and the IB director at Lincoln are gonna like review, like they to argue the score but i mean for some people it worked really well yeah. <laughs> for some people it didn't so that sucked that's yeah it was crazy it, it at my school it worked out like that where they just made everything pass fail and there was no zoom classes like they'd just give you an assignment you had to do they'd give us an assignment every day and you had to do two out of the five to just pass it was wild yeah at that point i just figured like what's the point i don't know that's very pessimistic but i was just yeah. kind of thinking like I mean, senior. I feel like second semester senior year, obviously, depending on your schedule. Like, if you're IB testing, I mean, you're getting ready for those tests. But, uh-huh. like, it's just that's the fun. Part like, it's school. so much. Like, it's so much work almost after like you get into college. Like, you're keeping everything up and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as that all got like taken away, it was kind of like, well, what's the point of doing anything? Yeah. What's the point of doing Zoom classes? Like, doing any work and. It's crazy. It was crazy. Like, it, it really strips you of all your integrity. Yeah. You're just, like, it, it 
to square one almost. You know what I'm saying? Like you you don't have any sports teams to look forward to. You don't have like it was literally just you and yourself. You know, it was wild. I I ran into the same exact thing. Like once I didn't have school work to do and like. I mean, I was kind of falling into senioritis a little bit with my work, but, like, I was still keeping up with it. But once they were, like, it's past fail, like, I didn't do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just woke up, played video games all day, and then just went, played poker with my friends and went back to bed, you know? Like, it it was horrible. Like, it was fun for about two weeks, but then when I just kept doing it over and over again, I felt like shit. I really did. No, it hit, it was, like, end of April and May, and I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, the only time it started to get like exciting for me again was mid-June because I mean we had our drive-through graduation and like you try to make the best of it but I know like (laughs) I have a dumb video but like when they called off graduation like I broke down like for me graduation was like everything because it's kind of dumb but I have this weird competition in my mind with my brothers (laughs) um and so much of what I did throughout high school was to kind of like up them at graduation. Which no, is like, I get you. I is, totally get you. You know, dumb and means nothing now, of course, but at the time. And like, I remember like I was FaceTiming my two best friends when they kind of made the call. And I just remember like, I just broke down crying. Cause I was like, it doesn't feel like, it feels like everything that we've ever done, not even just high school, like all of it <laughs> was just for like nothing yeah. almost. Because mm-hmm. it kind of took away like that validation that you were gonna kind of feel so that moment where you're the superstar for no. sure Like there's a lot of things I was doing and while I was doing them I'm like this fucking sucks But I'm like but then one day like you're gonna like I remember I think about this all the time Like I just wanted to cross the stage like in our school They had a PowerPoint with like a bunch of things that you did in the school yeah. And my slide was gonna be jam-packed and like I just wanted people to see that and be like oh shit He did some stuff in high school, you know, no, but sure. then when they were like not I mean, we had a we had an in-person graduation, and it went in like shifts of twenty, and it was outside, so it was it was really nice, and uh, they did it very, they they did it a lot earlier than other schools, which was nice too, but like it, it still wasn't there was no like you just walked across the stage and got your diploma and then walked you went home, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I, I get you. Like it it does hurt you a little bit, and a big thing for me is like in my head I kept being like, yeah, this shit sucks, but like for some reason I'm like I'll see all my teachers again like one day I'll see all those friends that like I didn't get to see but you like then you just what what hit me the most was when after that graduation I went home and I was like now I have no tie with that school like there's no reason for me to go back and see those teachers I haven't been inside the hallways I haven't now it's getting destroyed and rebuilt (laughs) that's wild so damn peace out cards that's crazy they're destroying it yeah I mean, she's pretty old. She has lead in the pipes. <laughs> we couldn't drink the we couldn't drink out of the water fountains just because we were gonna get lead poisoning. So it was, it was her time. But no, it's uh, a yeah. like just thinking about it, it was like everything was going so right. It felt like yeah. And then suddenly it was just nope. Yeah. So no, it was definitely a weird feeling. But I mean, you're right that it was sad, and then it was like oh, this is kind of exciting. Like for me, it was right before that moment. So like those two weeks that we thought we were gonna have spring break, it was kind of like. Whoa, this is kind of fun. Yeah, this is you're like, kind this of is sick. <laughs> and then they called it off and I was like, nothing matters, nothing's worth it. <laughs> Not leaving my bed. Only to see my it was it was just an instant like this is so great to this is actually the exact opposite yeah, of yeah. what I wanted. It's you you begin to become grateful for those little things. Like you're like, Oh shit. And the biggest thing for me, I didn't give a fuck about like obviously the graduation sucked a little bit. And like you said, like a lot of those feelings you had, I had. But the big thing for me was like, I had a bunch of teachers and a bunch of kids who like I knew, 
I would never hang out with or see outside of school that I really liked talking to. You know what I'm saying? And then when I was like, oh, like, I mean, you know, like you have those kids in high school who you're just really close with in class, but you you never really talk to yeah. outside of school. You know, it's like th- those are the ones that were like, oh, fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm never going to get to keep talking to this person. And it's crazy because there's a couple friends I have like that. And I just hung out. Um, and she goes to school at Northeastern and she, we just hung out the other day and like we were talking and we were just talking like we've been hanging out forever. And then she brought up like, we hadn't seen each other since school closed. Like it was crazy, you know? And it's like people like that where I just miss so much of their life. It, it just, it's no, boggling. There are people I, you know, wouldn't make the class and you wouldn't really think about it. And then like, I haven't seen people literally since that Friday. Yeah. And it, it was kind of weird to think about. It's crazy. That week on Tuesday, we had a school shooter threat at my school. So uh, they, they uh, like only like 15% of the kids showed up to school. So there was like, I showed up because I didn't know. Like the email was sent in the morning and I guess yeah. a lot of kids got it and didn't go because it was like the option to go and or not go and have an unexcused absence or, what, or have an excused absence. So I just went when I got there, no one was there. And it was the weirdest week. Like it was already this eerie feeling. And then the week went on and we were talking about how weird that was. And then boom, it was like, never see each other again. Um, no, for us, so we kind of had this little joke. Or for me and my friend is, um, cause by that Thursday, there was like talk about canceling school and what was gonna happen. And there's another private school in downtown Portland who canceled it and it was like, and it, and it was all over the news uh-huh. and, and that's when Trump closed the borders and everything and we were like, oh, this is like a real thing that could possibly happen to us. And the next day, Friday, I mean, half the kids didn't show up and me and my friend looked at each other and we were like, how does it feel to be the most populated spot in Portland right yeah. now? It was it was almost like this weird, like funny feeling because we didn't really know what it was yet. Um, it's interesting, You just I describe it as funny too, but a lot of people were scared. like. I remember just my family being like, my fa- my family doesn't get worked up about anything, but my dad just kept being like, two more weeks and we'll know, two more weeks and we'll know what's going on, two more, and then he just kept being like, and then one week he's like, I don't know, like it just keeps, he's like, no one fucking knows, like it's it's a shit show, it, it was, yeah, and it, like it's still like that in a sense, like we still don't know much, you know, like we know enough, like we know the masks, we're working on certain things, but like, now we're just living with it, yeah, and uh, I think it's, yeah, I think we're going to be living with it for a good amount of time, you know? Like, I don't know. I Even if there is, like, I mean, even if there is, like, a vaccine and stuff like that, like, for that to even get us away from this way of life, like, would take over a year at least, you know? So, it's crazy. But people are doing their best. It's I mean, our school has been doing great. Like, we don't really... I haven't heard much about cases or anything like that. Like, people are finding ways to do it. I also don't mind online school. Do you have any classes online? <laughs> yeah. I'm Other than the lab. <laughs> um, I have bio online, bio lab online, uh-huh. and then our CAES class. That's it? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. I have, um, I have a lecture online for environmental studies, and then my chem lab, and then uh, CAES, and then my writing class on Fridays. Yeah, so... But it's been pretty easy, like, I don't know, it, the, the, the environmental studies lecture is weird, because it's not even him live, like, it's just recorded video, so it really, you're oh. just kind of teaching yourself, you know? Yeah, I would, 
cry. <laughs> it's, it's, you gotta stay on it. Like, when there's a time set for that class, and I just keep it that way. I'm, I kind of act like it's alive, because I know if I'm like, oh, I could do it this, or I could do it then, then I just won't do it, you know? So I try to stay on it, but it's pretty tough. No, that's been my bio class. You're better than I am, though, because my bio time slot is like 2.45 to 5.25 on Thursdays, Yeah. and he only takes up barely 20 minutes of that time. So if I was smart about my time, I would, you know, sit down and do my lab right after it. But I'm always like, time to sleep. <laughs> yeah. In my defense, that. my Wednesday murders me. Yeah. And then kills me again. And then spits me out. It's weird. It's Everybody's Mondays and Wednesdays feel like they just fuck them up. Like, my Wednesdays and Mondays are tough, too. Like, on... Like, with the lab, my lab is on Zoom, online but it takes up the full three hours. Like she does that discussion at the beginning and then while she does the discussion, gives us like a worksheet usually to do right after and then she'll have us partner up and then do the lab. And that takes up like a good chunk of time. And that's after I have her lecture and I have all my classes. It's just a, it's just a lot, but. Yeah, Wednesday morning is my slap in the face. Yeah. For my 8 a.m. and then I pretty much have CAS, math, bio and religious studies back to back. Religious studies? Yeah. That's pretty sick. What are you guys learning about? Um, right now, we just finished Greek uh, relig mystery religions, and we're kind of sliding into Christianity. So. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Really like so, does your teacher believe in anything? Like, does he, does, or he or she, does she, do they, um, I don't know, put their own beliefs into it, or are they just teaching it? No, I think um, she does a good job of just teaching it. She's... Reverend, I'm pretty sure she is. I don't want to assume because I actually don't know because she does a good job of not like yeah. putting her views into it. But we have two textbooks that we go along with, and um, they kind of just give facts. And, it, and we just did Judaism about a week and a half ago. Yeah, and that was my exciting moment because <laughs> I was just listening in and I was like, everything you're talking about, I know. That's awesome. And I was and like, she'd ask questions and I. And raise my hand <laughs> like just over and over and over again and i'd just be like blah 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 yeah, she's like yeah. okay now we got to sum it up and i was like yeah yeah so you believe in fun. judaism yourself like it's not just something your family's put on to you um no i no i believe it i mean i i follow it i practice, practice it. it um for me judaism has hasn't brought anything negative into my life um, I'm not going to vouch to that for everybody, but that goes on with every religion. I've had pretty much only positive experience or, I mean, some of the moments that I think are like the best moments of my life correlate to something Jewish or Judaism. So Interesting. How so? Can you give me an example? Um, yes. Well, up until like eighth grade, like one of my biggest moments, like my bat mitzvah, you know, it's definitely one of those proud moments. Reading from the Torah, being accepted as a... What is it exactly? You're, so a bar bat mitzvah is... Um, it's kind of like a... You're right into Judaism. That kind of... Or like you're... You're like, pass, like passage into like being considered an adult in Judaism. After... There's a lot of like rules in Judaism where... Um, or the biggest one is like a minyan is like it's 10 people mm -hmm. technically men but uh, <laughs> we get that's a different conversation um that to read out from the torah there have to be 10 people present above the age of bar bar mitzvah so do you pr it says 10 men like the way it's done is 10 men and people do it as 10 people 
Um, well, it depends. My synagogue that um, I belong to is conservative, so they count women. Like when I had my bat mitzvah, I was considered in that minyan as like a 10th member. But I do NCSY, or I did it, it's for high schoolers. Um, and that's an Orthodox youth group. Uh -huh. So whenever they would do services or something like that, and they would need 10 people, it would always be 10 men Interesting. that are counted. Is there like a deeper reason behind that, or is that just the way it was? Sexism and religion. Yeah. How it always is. <laughs> yeah. But different sects do different things now, so mm -hmm. I was counted uh, when I hit my bomb into the age and had mine. Yeah, and that was one of the best moments of your life? Um, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it was definitely one of, like, one of the proudest and, like, funnest, most fun moments of my life. Um, but, I mean, even just, like, I, this past summer, I went through a summer program with, like, Jewish, like, JSU and NCSY. I was able to go to Poland for a week and visit all the camps and then go to Israel for two weeks. Oh, that's sick. Um, and that was one of the best experience of my life. It's such a, I've been learning about the Holocaust since I was in third grade. So, and I always told myself like, what would it be like to like see it now? And being able to do that was just like a surreal feeling for me. And it's, a, and I constantly reflect on it and think back to those moments, like happy or sad. And like, for me, that's something I always have. Yeah. And it wouldn't happen if I hadn't like, you know, taken my that I did on Judaism. That's awesome. In Judaism. That's so. Dope. And also what? my two best friends I met at my Jewish school. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. There's that. That's cool. They also practice themselves too. Um, one of my friends is Jewish and she practices and my other friend is not Jewish. She just went there because her uh, cousin went there. Uh -huh. But because of it she knows a lot. So. So what are like what are some of the practices that you do on your own? Like in terms of like prayer and stuff like that? Um. I, I'm kind of not going to lie, I'm kind of sloppy when it comes to prayer. Um, I used to be a lot better at it when I um, went to synagogue like every single week and um, did all that fun jazz, but I just try to like think about, for me it's not really like prayer anymore because I don't, I normally do that at synagogue and I don't really go to synagogue anymore, even though you don't have to pray at a synagogue, it was just something that made it easier for me, but yeah. it's just kind of like smaller things in life, it's um, like keeping kosher like I don't keep like strict kosher but of course like I wouldn't eat like Mary Mary meat and dairy together yeah I've, there's a lot of food I haven't eaten I'm not allowed to eat a lot of uh, seafood um, why, like why is that um why is anything anything uh, so a lot of the time just like if we go like geographically in like the desert area around that time a lot of food um would just kind of be i don't know weird to eat or like when we were just talking about religion class like the big one that people think of was like pig yeah because like they're dirty animals uh -huh. um so that's a big thing but there's just certain rules about around like each kind like mammals have to have split hooves and chew its cud um <laughs> which is no that's interesting and like uh, seafood, it has to have fins and scales. So like, it's really funny because I'll be walking around Boston and it's like lobster this, lobster <laughs> that. And I'll be like, I can't have it. <laughs> um, 
So, which is funny, but, you know, yeah. it's just kind of like smaller things like that. Or for me, I wanted to go to a school where I know I could connect somehow to a, to a Jewish community. I know Suffolk does Hillel, and they connect well with Emerson's Hillel, so. Have you, you were part of that? That's awesome. Um, so is, is the, so you're saying like the main reason for not eating those things is because they're like dirtier? I don't like to, I've never really gone like super into it before uh-huh. but like because I always kind of wonder that myself is I mean I'm sure I mean yeah I'm sure somewhere in some Jewish book rabbis have argued over it but I mean like it's it, it, pigs are obvious like I guess like pigs are obvious because like like dirty or clean you can kind of see that even though some argue that they are a clean animal I'm not here to say yes or no to that but I don't know, because I was wondering, like, why can't we, like, or, like, birds can't eat bed- predators. Birds of, pre- <laughs> um, birds of prey. Uh-huh. Um, so we stick to, like, I mean, not saying people go around eating vultures all the time, but we <laughs> stick to, like, chicken and turkey and stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. But it's just, I think it had probably has to do with a bit of what was going around the desert and what yeah, was allowed. Yeah. But I know the meat and milk. Uh, it's because it says you're not supposed to like eat a kid in its mother's milk. Yeah, I mean, um, I could totally get behind a lot of that. Um, I have friends who are very spiritual and they're vegan because of those reasons, you know, like, and it's just that idea of eating like another spirit, you know? Yeah. Like, I myself, I'd like to become vegan one day, but I, I don't know. Right now, it's just, it's just hard right now because of like the options I have. Let me know when you want this and I'll get you hooked up. Why, are you vegan? Yeah. For real? Mm-hmm. What do you what do you eat for like your main like? Here's the thing. Beans and rice. I eat a lot of beans and rice, but I eat a, vegetables. Uh, it all has protein in it. You just got it. No, yeah, it's for here. Like right now, I'm trying to eat. I'm trying to bulk up, and like the easiest way to do that is eating meat. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I I try to take it out as little as possible, and I try to like when I I eat the Chinese food here, and I'll get chicken like half chicken, half tofu, because like I could get all tofu, but then I wouldn't reach the calories. I need you know what I'm saying you're like on a burrito like I'll add the shredded chicken and the vegetables like for me it's like like when I get into cutting I think I'll definitely be able to do it you know yeah but I, I don't what know about, if that's what just, about dairy I, I don't like dairy in general yeah. so that wasn't really hard to cut out at all it just I, it doesn't like just doesn't make me feel good so I just kind of stopped having it yeah. but um yeah the hardest thing for me would just be chicken honestly I don't like red meat um it's I've watched too many videos on like slaughterhouses, factory farming. We're learning about it in my environmental studies class and it's just gross. And like the one thing I don't think I'll ever give up though is eggs. And I, for a lot of people say like, that's like the grossest thing you could eat. Cause it's like, yeah, (laughs) but at the same time for me, like my, my, how I rationalize it in my head is my here's my reasoning because at home i would eat my friend's chicken's eggs because he had his own chickens and they were the most like well-treated animals on this planet they had their own chicken coop they lived their own life they laid the eggs naturally they are just taking like it was like a commensal symbiotic relationship like they're both just working off of each other whereas if that animal is being hurt or that animal is being used just for production and not given like and they're put in factory farms where they just have enough space to produce instead of enough space to live then that's when like that intent behind it gets a uh, it gets a little rough for me like I don't know 
anybody. But yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing with eggs with me. Like, I don't think I don't think I can rationalize eggs in my head. But like, when it's a living being and it was just bred to die, that's what fucks me up a little bit. You yeah. know? No, for me, I always say like meat. I have no interest in meat anymore. Like, sometimes I'll, like, see it and I'll crave it, like, in a sense that I know we can just get, like, a vegan version of it. Uh-huh. Um, but anytime, like, there's been a, like, I was eating a Chipotle bowl the other day with, like, the sofritas, which is, like, the tofu option, and I accidentally put a piece of meat in it, and I remember I, like, chewed it, and I, like, tasted it, and I, and I was, like, I knew it was, I think it was, like, a piece of steak or something, or the beef, and I, like, immediately just wanted to, like, I don't, like, throw up, but just, like, I needed it out. Like, you don't like it anymore? Like, I don't, like, the thought of eating meat just doesn't appetize, like, it's not appetizing to me anymore. I could totally um, see that. For me, eggs don't really, I don't really crave eggs, because I know that so many other, like, substitutes can be used for eggs. Yeah, Like, when I make true. cake or cookies, like, with my friend or something, like, we use applesauce. Yeah. Um, but for like, me, it's just, like, dairy sometimes. Yeah. What, like, cheese and, like, ice cream? Sometimes, uh, or just, <laughs> or just like flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> like I really miss just like a bag of flaming hot Cheetos. What's in there that's dairy? Cheese. Oh, They're made yeah. with real cheese. Jesus, I didn't but, think I had real cheese. No, it's I like some, some people throw hissy fits over like vegan cheese, and I'm like, calm down. There's some good ass vegan cheeses out there. I'm not a fan of cheese in general, but um, I know this guy on YouTube. His name's uh, Ritual, and he. His wife, like, made this cooking book of literally just vegan cheeses. So they're out there if you're no, looking for, for them. Sure. But, yeah, I I can definitely see that because I've gone vegan for periods of time. Because, like, I've tried, it's it's literally, like, it's not even the flavor, it's not even the taste. It's just, like, the, the macros that I need, you know? Like, I just, I, I feel like I'm just making excuses, but you what just What about, need, like, fake meat, like, soy products or... What? Like soy products or like, um, no, tofu is soy, but like those fake meat products where they're like, this also has protein in it or like yeah. plant-based meat. No, yeah, but I can, I also know like I've had meals that would have enough protein in them. It's just like, I can't physically eat that much. Like it's like a lot of oh. foods, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and it, it's affordable, but it is pricier you know like it is easier to eat meat for sure i'm for what i'm doing like in general if you're just trying to live off a vegan diet it's possible my my philosophy on what vegan i think we're supposed to all eat vegan diets like i think that's the way our bodies are created i really do that is so exciting (laughs) i hear nobody's with that mentality and like for because i've been doing a lot of like a lot of my classes are on sustainability and like a lot I, myself i like to look into like anatomy and stuff like that and there's too many stories of people healing all of their illnesses with their diet change there's too many stories of having chronic illnesses and like cholesterol problems and genetic diseases that are passed down but then one person decides to go completely plant-based and they're literally superhuman you know what i'm saying like it is wild like they're they're it's just crazy. Like, like there's too much evidence the for me. opposite until the end of time that humans, you know, are meant to eat meat and and I'm not here to like shame because I really try not to be that vegan who's like blah, 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 yeah, yeah, like, you're chilling. But like I've heard that over and over and over again. Like oh, we're meant to eat meat. We're meant to eat meat. But it's like yeah. But I don't think we're meant for either. For real. I mean, I could you could argue both. That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're saying. But that just 
I've never heard. Like, I've made, like, my, the two best friends are Hayden and Sophia, and we're all vegan. I went vegan because of them, and, like, we always talk about it, but I've never really heard that from someone who's not necessarily vegan. No, before, yeah, I so. just, I just talked to my friend Lou on the phone right before I came here, and he was, he's been, like, he's been on diets where all, all you eat meat, and, like, he's really into meat, and literally like he just called diet. me, he's like, you know what, dude, like, I think we need to eat plants. Like, I think we're just supposed to eat plants. Like, we, because, like, a lot of, I mean, I do my research on shit, you know what I'm saying, before I, like, come to a conclusion, but I genuinely think, like, that is the way. Because, I don't know, it's just, with the spiritualness behind it of, like, eating another spirit and, the like, the idea of it's just better for your body, it just combines in my head to, like, be the, the way of life, you know? But, like, at the same time, I can also see someone going out in the woods, hunting their own game, bringing it back, preparing it, eating it, and then leaving the other parts for nature to consume, you know? Like, so I can see both sides of it, if it's done that way, you know? Oh, no, for sure. I mean, I've seen a ton of, like, angry vegans on, like, social media towards, like, Native Americans, and I was like, you have no right to, like, argue against what they're doing. Like, calm down. Susan, <laughs> go eat a piece of broccoli. <laughs> Honestly, I hate vegans. <laughs> I just wouldn't say that I hate some vegans. <laughs> I, d- I don't hate anyone, but I get what you're I don't s- hate anyone either. I was a joke. No, no, no. I get- <laughs> but I get what you're- I'm on your side. And like, just anyone who has, I don't like when people push what they believe or what they think onto people. I like when people share it, talk about it, and just still form their own belief system, their own ideas, you know? Because like, I don't know, we're all entitled to that so yeah but i yeah i don't like there's there was a canadian like butcher shop that got about a bunch of press because there was a vegan protest in front of the shop trying to close them down and first of all this is a butcher shop that hunts their own game and does it correctly and sells it to the public like they, they weren't just shipping it in from somewhere and um he, the guy, the owner of the store just brought a huge deer leg to the front and butchered it in the window in front of all of them and it went crazy viral and, but like at the, I mean I could still see both sides so like I don't know, I don't yeah I guess I, I don't get like going into someone's place and just trying to get them to stop doing what they're doing cause I mean like the thing with like when I hear stuff like that it's like I know I've talked to like different vegans and like my friends and it's like the idea of, like, killing another animal does not feel, like, ethical. So, like, it's kind of that idea of, like, that's where it comes from. And if you believe that, great. Like, mm-hmm. don't do that. Don't yeah. go around, you know, killing your own game. <laughs> but, like, for people who don't necessarily have that feeling and who are doing it, I guess, like you were saying it, um, like, with the right kind of ways. And if that's yeah. that where, like, that... If, if that's their way of life there we go like you're big, not gonna change that <laughs> for sense. sure and a big thing meat eaters say is like it's the intent of the f- like what the food was brought up on if the food if it was a wild animal living its life a part of the food chain like at any moment it has that right to be taken for someone else's benefit like if you look at nature the only way it keeps going is by eating the smaller the smaller animal you know and like it just works its way up so i i do get that like to stay a part of the food chain like we we have that ability to eat meat and kill animals if you're killing an animal that was living its life freely i don't i don't like getting behind the idea of 
kill, like eating an animal that was purely like raised just to eat, you know? Like factory farming. And, exactly. Yeah. And like just that bad intent, like I think creates so many other problems, like the CO2 problems that cause the, the rainwater problems it causes, like all the surrounding homes of factory farms are disgusting and like almost in inhabitable unless you've been living there your whole life, you know? Yeah, and I can't back up any of what I'm about to say right now because I haven't talked about it in like a while, but I mean, I've heard things where it's like, if, you just, if we just take some of like the food that we put, like the food and water that we put towards like factory farming, that could be dispersing like to people who actually need it. Mm -hmm. We're like going through, you know, actual issues like hunger and you know, when we just give it to the animals just for them to be like slaughtered or keep, yeah. keep pushing them out. And it's just like, if we just took a little bit of that, like what goes towards factory farming, it could help so many people. And a, a big thing is like that space isn't reusable on a factory farm. Like that lot's sole purpose is just for that animal to gr like stand there, you know, like a, and like you said, it makes more sense to live up with a plant-based like system like that but the one thing that stops it is literally corporations and like i don't even want to sound like that but it's true like there's this documentary out there called kiss the ground and it's this whole movement about how they're trying to get farms to stop using pesticides and just mm -hmm. use um biodiversity and keeping their soil healthy year round and like they literally can't because of some of the corporations that run farming because the concept of farming is like a big corporation will buy the land and then buy a farmer to work that land for them so whatever that corporation wants for the land done is going to happen the yeah. farmer doesn't have a say on the land that they work on so that's where they're running into huge problems trying to make this switch into like healthier soil plant diversity and more plant-based diets you know but it, ju it just makes too much sense at the end of the day like in terms of food security in terms of the environment and if we had health so healthy soil and we're growing more plant-based foods like not only will we not be emitting co2 we'd be you know how much like soil soaks up an immense amount of co2 like it is crazy how much co2 the soil can hold like if you look at charts of the amount of co2 in our atmosphere during the winter and during the summer because of plants like sprouting it is ridiculous like it is absolutely ridiculous and it just it just makes too much sense to me but we ignore it because of money you know, because yeah. money rules the world and we made a system based on of it. But that's what we're talking about, environmental studies a lot, which gets, that's why I find it a little boring is because like a lot of it's just the economy aspect of things. Yeah. But like, it's important to know that shit because that's how things are actually going to get done, you know. Sure. But it's, it can get upsetting because you're like, fuck, it's easier than you think, you know. Print more money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, it's just crazy like I don't know I was talking about this in my museum class how like we keep saying we have systemic issues and it's like okay let's change the system then you know what I'm saying like why why are we just trying to make reforms and why are we just trying to the fix little things like unless we change it nobody wants people at top don't want to change it because it because it's working for them yeah and there's some people we don't know about who literally like rule the world you know, like there's the people who actually make the decisions and call the shots. We don't know. We've never seen. We don't know their names, you know, but one day they're going to die unless I mean, they're already freezing their brains and in hopes that someday they'll make computers. They could stick them back in. But that probably won't work.
I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it, it's possible, and I don't know. I have too much faith in our generation. I really do. Like, we're kind of born in like the heat of it, you know. Like we, I don't know. We were told our whole lives about global warming, you know. Like, I don't know. I just feel like our generation has been told like you guys are the ones to fix it for so long, you know. Like I literally had a journal response in my writing class that was kind of like, you know, we kind of effed up. And it's kind of your guys' job to steer the course of humanity. And I just feel like my whole life's always felt like that, you know? Yeah. And it's, yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of pressure, but I, like, I don't know. I'd rather be, if I'm going to get in a car crash, I'd rather be the one driving the wheel, or driving the car, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather be in control of it, so. Oh, God. <laughs> what? Car crashes. Why, you got any bad history with car crashes? No, but I, that's the thing. I haven't. <laughs> So I feel like it's bound to happen. That's why? a complete change of topic, but why? I don't know. Superstition. Superstition. Because I've had a lot of close calls, and I go, one day it's not going to be close. <laughs> don't manifest that. I'm not. No manifesting here. Do you believe in manifestation, or is that like devil's work in Judaism? No, I. I don't know. I say it too much for me not to believe it at this point. I'll be like, we're manifesting it, sis. But. No, I mean, whatever. That's what I think prayer is, in a sense. It's just manifesting things. No, I get that. And and we also have, I don't know that much about it, uh, because I'm not 40 years old and or a man. But uh, we have, like, Kabbalah, which is, like, Jewish mysticism, which is, uh, which is, it's not magic, but it's, like, things that you wouldn't expect (laughs) from a very strict religion. But, um, no, I think... It's not magic. <laughs> it's just things you wouldn't expect. It's not. <laughs> do well, I don't want to call I haven't learned about it in seventh grade. And I don't want to... Uh, whatever, I need to get back on it. But um, I'll get back on it and I'll come back to you. And we'll make okay. a part two. Just about Jewishness. Just about the black magic in Judaism. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be like, about. whoa, but I don't know. I think... I think... We create... That's, I don't even know anymore, but I think we create the outcomes for ourselves. And by, I think that by free will or by our minds? Like, do you think like our, fate or free will? No, but like you say, like we create our outcomes, but it like in what sense? Like, are we creating it by thinking about it, thinking about it, or like the decisions we make? Decisions we make. Yeah. I mean, this goes back to to Judaism. Like, I've been told that it's you know thoughts don't count it's just about actions you know you can you can say that you're gonna go do this this and this but until you actually do it like yeah it nothing's changed nothing like you didn't do anything Mm -hmm. and i think that that can be seen and i think about that a lot or even when i don't think about like that specific connection but just the idea that like you can think about stuff all you want Mm -hmm. until you do it nothing's gonna happen yeah and i you know, I, t- I tell myself that even though you know, sometimes I don't. Like, I'll be like, well, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then I just like, oh, it's like that weird feeling that you almost like don't want to do it in a sense. But unless, you do, unless you're acting on what yeah. you believe, nothing's, I, nothing's changing. I agree completely. I totally, it's a definitely a mix of, like, when people think of manifesting, they're like, oh, you tell, like, you write down exactly what you want and you get it. It's like now, like you write down what you want, like, you figure out the steps to get there, and then you do it, you know, like, there's gonna be luck, for sure, and that's the manifesting part of it, but then there's also staying on your shit, and, like, staying on your ground, and, like, doing it, instead of just saying it, you know, like, 
what what I think manifesting is is like when those moments of you grinding towards a goal where you need something to go your way or something like that, you keep saying like it's gonna happen. Like there's when I want something or like I I'm setting a goal like in my head that's literally like the only option you know what i'm saying like there is no yeah. there is no like oh but what if this happens what if, it's like no that's happening like it's already happened like you have to speak about it like it's already happened but then as you're on your path of getting to what that is there's going to be little things that you didn't realize are going to go your way and i think it's that speaking that into existence you know speaking that it's going to happen so i can totally get behind both those things of like there is a little bit of fate in it but there is a great amount of free will that is just putting your mind towards something yeah i think so i think we could all do a bit of telling our things telling ourselves something's gonna go well for us yeah i think it helps us all a bit well yeah there's if you think about it really like there's not nothing good that could come from saying you can't do it you know like i don't know it's just crazy to even think that way because you're already putting yourself at a disadvantage. Like you already, you already have one person against you, and that one person's yourself. Why, why would you do that? You know. You're losing against yourself. That's the only battle we it's, really. It's have. you and you, and you're losing. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. you versus you, and you're losing. So, no, I've done that to myself. Oh, too for many sure. Times. I've done that a hundred millions of times. Where you, that self-doubt, like a lot of people say like the the only real challenge you have in this world is yourself you know and like getting over those humps of your mind and I could not agree more and I mean I cannot agree more from my life's perspective I mean I've also had things much 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 easier than a lot of other lives lived Mm -hmm. so I can't say much but from my life experience I'd say that the only person standing in your way truly is yourself yeah no I completely agree I like the way like just sitting now and thinking about it I think a lot of my like you know self-attacking just comes like from like a sports aspect and just like thinking about all the times like in gymnastics I was like you literally can't do this like yeah because I like, like I you agree. can't do this like you suck like you're trying to do it or like you you're like you're um, never going to be able to do something new that you're trying just kind of like a you suck because I agree I've I mean I can't say that I've lived like a bad life like I've had you know comparison to others like a very privileged life and I'm very thankful for that but you know not a but but I've had times like my biggest one is probably I used to be a pretty not too shabby like power tumbler not like super high level but I could just do like like get stuff done and um that was went, a crazy sentence <laughs> I went, not too shabby power tumbler. <laughs> um I went to I went to nationals Damn. Um, this is my third nationals and I went before freshman year. Good shit. And And you fucking quit your senior year? I got third at nationals on my on tumbling. And I came home and I cried in the bathroom about it and I for the rest of the summer I just I felt like I couldn't do it because like like it wasn't good enough for some reason. That's crazy. It was this bizarre it was almost like yeah like i would i would do that no one else was putting this pressure on you it was just you it was just me being like you're done like you you like you can't do it yeah like you suck like or because like in reflection i got third which isn't bad <laughs> at nationals but in my third mind best I was, in the country <laughs> i mean but like the level 
like they switched the level so the level for that year became like easier than what it normally was by like a skill or two uh-huh. so I, I like i got third but then i got home and i was like it doesn't matter because it was easy you know yeah. like it was easier than it what it should like than it should have been mm-hmm. and i was and i like did you have coaches or anything that were hard on you about things like on the daily they were just kind of they were like confused i think like they were like why like why do you think this i'm sure in their mind though because i (laughs) a lot of my humor is self-deprecating ha but like i think they were like why and then i remember like one practice i literally i just broke down to the point where my coach almost sent me home yeah um but i was i literally was just like i can't do it i can't do it that's crazy and then never been the same since but like because of other issues with my gym but like could i do it yes uh-huh. could i also do so many other things that were harder yes and for some reason you know it was just me going you can't do it yeah like what's crazy. the point so i think how'd you change that mindset how do you get to that how do you get to this place now that you know you can do anything I don't. I think it. Sometimes it just takes that little. I don't want to call it a breaking point because I just cried, but like I think it's just kind of that tipping moment where like some people say this for like um, mental blocks too. Like it just almost becomes so much at one point that your body physically just has to change your mentality about yeah. it, or else you will like just keep spiraling. And at that point, I was also starting high school, which was a slap in the face for me. I went from a small Jewish school to a large public high school, so dealing with that and this feeling that I I wasn't good at the one sport I've done yeah. most of my life, like it was a slap in the face. And then I remember one day I just was like, I don't even remember because it was freshman year, but it was like, almost like this stop moment, like like get over it, you know, like yeah. like you need to do it or like you need to like do something from this because it almost takes like that tipping point for you to like change your mentality yeah on it sorry that was a weird spiral <laughs> no i i totally can relate to all of that like it it's it almost takes you to like to hit that i don't want to say rock bottom because it's different for people like there's some there's some people who hit that point and then they just keep going down and hit a worse point you know like yeah. it's almost but then at the same time you can't measure it because you don't know like because it's hard to measure like the severity of pain because at the same time like it's all our own problems you know what I'm saying so it, it's weird like it, it yes it does take that point but for some people it's like what is that point and why do like some people keep going down that self-deprecating path you know and it's just it's interesting because like for me like I hit a I my breaking point for things was definitely coming out of quarantine I stopped working out I stopped doing everything I loved and everything I did in my life and just played video games smoked and played poker and then like me and my friends like we used to wrestle all the time like we wrestled I wrestled one year my friend wrestled one year and like they just beat the absolute shit out of me like absolute shit out of me and I just remember like laying on the ground like just being like every negative thought I've ever had in my life just came back to my head like it was like you're literally like you're stupid like you're fat like you're worthless you can't do shit everyone around here is better than you like you're literally like Mm -hmm. you have no purpose like all this like literally the hardest shit to deal with and 
And then when I hit all that, like, I just got up from it, and then I just remembered from that day on, I was like, I'm going to do everything from this point on to make me feel better because I never want to feel that point again. And, like, some people would say, oh, that's that point wasn't that bad, you know? Like, it was just you, like, that self-doubt. But at the same time, like, it hit me so hard. Like, there was tears. Like, it literally it wasn't, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, when they hit, when <laughs> they it, hit hard. Yeah, for, <laughs> sure. for sure. And I, like, you just feel so alone, too. Like, it, you just feel like, I don't know. For me, it was, like, yeah, you're all this shit that you don't want to be, but whose fucking fault is it? You know what I'm saying? And then, like, that's when you look in the mirror and you're just, like, yeah. All right, let's change this shit up. Let's and I just from that point on did everything that made me feel good. Yeah. Forever. Like that's how like you asked about like veganism and dairy, like a big thing for me is I just stopped eating dairy because I realized how much it made my stomach hurt, you know, and like just little shit like that. I got a job because I realized how much I actually just enjoyed working. And like I just worked out not for a sport, but because I just realized how much I liked working out, you know, like and then everything came into place like it took a long it took all of summer to get to that point but like you really do have to get stripped of like quarantine stripping me of everything and seeing who I really was showed me like who I could become I guess you know no not like kind of not relating it's like my freshman year like that whole mishap but I remember for me like the best I've ever felt in a while was senior year like wrestling season because it was pretty much like what I was really going for it and trying hard and pretty much going to practice every single day was January and February and I I was still sorry I was doing wrestling and I was still doing gymnastics and I was doing weight training and it was like everything seemed to be going right in those two months and I don't know I I felt the best and I and I don't mean to equate like physical fitness to mentality but I guess like why not you know I mean, what I'm like, yeah like they I, go hand in hand they I mean yeah in most cases I would say they do but like I was feeling my best at that moment and and then suddenly it, it all went away and I think that was one of the biggest things in like April is that like it the end of senior year was like gonna be so great for me because it was going so well in the middle of it and then it all just got like taken away essentially yeah. um i'm like and i know that had to happen obviously we're still obviously a pandemic but it was still like that those months and then like summer hit and i and i could feel my body changing and i was like just disgusted which i just really harsh but i and i hated knowing it and i and i hated feeling like i couldn't do anything about it because i went from working out every single day to doing nothing every yeah. single day and and for me, it was like, yeah, I could take daily walks and I could take daily runs and, and whatever. But it wasn't the same as, you know, doing gymnastics or like going to wrestling practice with my friends. Yeah, those or, two sports are like the craziest or, physically demanding. Or even pissing around with like the baseball, se- like the kids who played bit, like the seniors, the boy seniors in my class. And, you know, you know, trying to squat as much as them or trying yeah, to like yeah. lift as much as them. Like it, all of it, like there's all those like kind of special fun moments in it. And then trying to create that in quarantine was just, it, it almost felt impossible. And I think, for me, I guess it's a bit late now, but, like, that's why, like, I went to the gym this, like, past week. I went on Tuesday, and I went on Friday, and I squatted for the first time on Tuesday and woke up the next day, and I couldn't fucking walk. But, I'm, like, I, I realized I missed it. Like, I remember yeah. s- 
sophomore year when I squatted 175. God damn. It was the first time I've ever maxed NP. I was like, I just want to get it over 100. And I ended up getting 175. Holy shit. Hit the TA, the senior, was just like, what? <laughs> like, everyone was not expecting it. And I remember I had health afterwards, and I physically could barely walk up the stairs because my legs were numb. And, it, and I just remembered that feeling on Tuesday, and I was like, like, this is what I want to keep doing. Like, yeah. I remember how, like, good it feels. Because you're, it's, it's soreness, but it's literally yeah. you getting stronger. Like, you're like, uh, I, it's a high. Like, it literally, it's almost a high. I, I totally get what you're saying. It was, yeah. And then I want to get up, uh, Friday, and I was, and I couldn't squat because my legs were still pretty, pretty bad. But I did some, like, dips and, it's, uh, what are they called? Like, Rose, like curls. dumbbell rows, something like that, and arms have never been my thing. I've been more of a leg person, but like, I was doing like a twenty-five pound, but I still felt. Yeah, you're getting better. Excuse me, I still felt. You know, it was almost like that exciting feeling you feel like you know when you get a new max or something like that, because it feels like your body's. I don't mean to say like worth something, but it feels like you're. It, trying you're to, it's confidence. It's just confidence. You know, like you're just saying that you don't want to equate like physicality with mentality but it go it literally goes hand in hand like if you look in the mirror and you don't like what you're looking at you how are you going to be positive you know like a big thing with like a big thing with people who are always like oh you can't there you should not there's no reason for you to ever judge somebody else but there is a hundred percent reason for you to judge yourself you know like you should be brutally honest if you don't like what you're looking at say it you know yeah and then a lot of people who get in the gym and don't like what they're looking at just being in that gym and getting better is already making them happier yeah they don't like what they're looking at but they like looking at the mentality that they're getting better you know so like then your mentality improves you have that grind mindset and then next thing you know your body follows you know so so i i no, I know it's going to be a, because it, it's not going to be what it was in like senior year, but I know if I just keep going and I stick with it and I stay positive, it'll be a... And finding what works for you for sure, you know, like that was a big thing for my workouts is I would just work out with my friends who are completely different body types and it just, I'd get frustrated because they're smaller, I mean not smaller, like they're shorter, stockier, bulkier, have big legs and I'm six foot orangutan lanky <laughs> like I look like I belong on monkey bars and I was doing the same things with them and it just wasn't working out you know and now since I've been at school I just do what I like I do my own thing that I've researched for myself and it's like been the greatest yeah. thing ever you know no I definitely agree with that. I think I mean to be fair I don't really know because I've literally just been like weight training and like the two times here but I feel like there's this idea that like you know like doing like what your friends are doing not like you know in a social sense but like in that workout sense it's like doing what your friends are doing but it's like you need to find what works for you if you're gonna get that idea and like i was thinking back to like weight training um like i loved my <laughs> my friends and there was always you know it's a very male dominated class every single year i took it, it what you had a weight training class yeah like uh, my first year that's sick there were like four girls out of the class like in the class uh, this past year there were three of us that's uh, sick that they offer that weight training yeah yeah oh no yeah i think so it, it as like of, a class it was an elective yeah that's fucking awesome like yeah. that's what people actually need 
No, I, I hated PE. Fuck PE. <laughs> I don't want to kick a ball. Absolutely not, sir. I don't nah, do that ball shit sports. Nah, PE though. Matt ball was lit. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, sure, Matt ball. But like, I I couldn't play baseball. I didn't want to play soccer. I don't do ball sports. I like I I call them my leotard sports. I did gymnastics and I did wrestling. Um, but I mean, like my friends, I love them to death. My friend Amara has been wrestling since middle school. Sis could take me down in ten what seconds. What weight class was she? 133. God damn. She's probably fucking filthy. Uh, no, Amara's a beast. Um, her little sister could take me down. I was not used to wrestling. wrestling but is. I mean, like, they've been doing it since they were, like, in sixth grade. And I was like, yeah. my turn. <laughs> no, but, like, that's a thing. Could they take me down? Easy. Did I lift more than them? A thousand percent. That's that's just what wrestling is. You'll get your ass beat by someone who's been doing it longer, no matter how old and like, they are. It's they could take me down so easily. I was lifting, I was squatting fifty pounds more than them. So yeah. it's it's just about finding what works for you. And you know, if you gotta kick a guy off a rack, kick him off, sis. Yeah. You need to squat. Off, you need to squat. You need to squat. You need to squat. You need to lift what you need to lift. Bada bing, bada boom. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I think that it's about finding that, and you feel better. Like if you're not doing what like, don't get me wrong, I've definitely had my lazy days, but, like, when it comes to those moments, if you're not doing what you know you should be doing, you don't feel good about it. Yeah. And nobody wants to feel that. Yeah, I totally, uh, yeah. The gym is, it's such a mental thing for me, too. Like, I'll be doing homework all day, and I'll hit a point where I'm not being productive anymore, and then I go to the gym, and then it's, like, it's like a reset button, you know, and then I could come back and just keep doing homework, so. Yeah. I, I it's it's better it's so good for more than just your body you know and it's it's cool because it's like i don't know um i think people who are very in tune with their body are like very intelligent in a way because they can recognize how their body works you know like i it's interesting I, i really have a a lot of appreciation for people who take the time to like research their own body and like look within themselves you know yeah. Huh? I, I, I don't really do that too much, so you're going to probably have to expand a bit more, but I get what you're saying. Um, you definitely start to learn who you are more as a person and, like, what your body needs and wants. Mm-hmm. And timing. Like, I've been working out with my friend Mike um, ever since we got into school, and, like, he, he's been listening to what I've been doing. Like, he'll just follow along with me for the first month, and now he's, like, created his own schedule. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, and now he's figured out what times. He's, like, if I wake up early, he's, like, I'm awake for the day. And he's, like, if I sleep in, I'm, like, I can't do things. So he now forces himself to get up, you know? And, like, oh, a yeah. big thing for him is he stopped hitting nicotine because he couldn't work out if he was hitting nicotine. And he's, like, like that's crazy to me you know what i'm saying like he's just reflecting and going back and realizing like oh i can't do what makes me feel good if i do this i oh, can't yeah. do that and no, that he's taking him out like that's that's something only one like no one can do that for you you know no one I, someone could give you dieting advice someone can do it but no one can change your lifestyle except for you you know oh yeah so absolutely that's it that's that's kind of what i mean by that but um you said that you only really work out legs and stuff like that are you interested in like working it on a full body yeah, I asked, um, I recently sucked it up, and I texted my brother, who I don't really talk to too much, um, cause older he- Older or younger? Older. I have two older brothers, um, who both love the gym, 
So, yeah, that makes for a really fun family <laughs> moments. Um, uh, I mean, he's been playing hockey his whole life. Um, oh, yeah, you said you played hockey. <laughs> when I was a little bit baby. Um, and he works out, or at least in quarantine, like, he would work out every single day. He would use cinder blocks. We have a bunch of, like, uh, modern jugs? Trunks. <laughs> like, tree trunks. Oh. Like, cut up tree trunks. <laughs> um, and, like, damn, good for him. Um, yeah, and I sucked it up the other day, and I realized I was at the gym, and I was like, because I mainly, like, in weight training, I guys would always be like surprised because I'd be like, oh, well, I can squat almost like 200 pounds, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes 200, like 10 pounds. But I could only like my max all three years for benching was 103 pounds. And people would be like, like, you're kidding. I'd be Get like, your weight no. up. <laughs> I'm like, no, um, I'm trying. And it was always like this. I, well, that's because like also trampoline and tumbling, like trampoline is my legs. Um, and that but I I loved it more because I felt strong um, squatting and deadlifting I felt strong doing it yeah. so I tended to want to do it more um, and I was in gym or the fitness center on Friday and I was just sitting on the ground after doing the elliptical and I was just kind of stretching and I and I was like oh I guess I'll do some dumbbell rows um, and uh, dips weighted dips but I was like I really don't know that much like texting my brother and I was like give me your arm workouts you know like give me the weighted like workouts that I I know you're doing um he's playing hockey for some college in Michigan I was like I know you have a workout thing so yeah. let's just hear him because I like I was sitting on the ground stretching and I was like I mean if I'm gonna really get back into working out like I used to I need to get arm muscle and my upper body muscle yeah. I just I can't just do legs as yeah. much as I want to I can't so that's a big like a bunch of like a lot of track and running and soccer kids they just do legs but then it just throws everything off because you can't keep you can't advance with there's a certain point you can't advance with legs until you grow your stabilizer muscles you know so if you ever want help with any of that stuff please hit me up like I, I this could, is gonna sound really weird and kind of like pick me girl energy but like I really want to go to the gym with you and like Santi and like <laughs> I'll put you on and I, I will, will totally put you on I just want to see what you guys can do because I hear it apparently Santi is a personal trainer yeah I would love to see it and also I, Henry and Anthony I, I want to do it so bad I think it'd be really what gym fun you do? Why do, I'm just doing the fitness center here oh here yeah all right word yeah for sure I'll definitely do that because I want to start I want to start making programs for people i want to start helping people out with that because i do i know a lot about that stuff now you know yeah so yeah that's that's all or or we could just do like um i don't know if you have any workout stuff or like um like we could go to the common or like the park one day. yeah we could do some home workout shit too i know a bunch of stuff i know yeah, yeah i could definitely put you on some stuff for sure that's but like Especially if you want to start with your upper body and stuff like that, you're going to want to be doing a, a bunch of body weight stuff first before you really move into, um... I don't love body weight. Weights. But, uh, yeah, that's awesome. I'll, I'll get that set up for sure. There's... Damn, that gets me so hyped. Because I, I really want to do that. I really want to start, like, helping people with, um, workouts and diets and stuff like that. 
because I've seen how much Mike has improved. And, like, I don't want to do it for people. I want to, like, plant that seed and then let them go with do it. Do it, like, with them almost. Do it with them, and then once they get it, like, let them figure it out on their own, you know? Like, just, like, push yeah. them up with the bike and let them That'd go. That really fun. You know? What do you guys use? Henry? I don't know. Yes. Uh, I usually only work out with Mike because classes, oh, the yeah. way they set up. But um, Mike seems fun. <laughs> Mike seems great. Mike? Yeah. You met him? Nope. Oh. The <laughs> way you're talking about him. He seems uh, great. Yeah, he's a great kid. He, um, he's really been on his ground shit, which is, it, it's nice to watch because he always worked out, but like he said, he would just do it to like, to get bigger arms and stuff like that. But now he's paying attention to all of it, you know? But I, I was kind of talking about, about this with like Jaden and like other people on my floor. It's like, I've, I don't know if this is nearly what you're talking about, but I've kind of like, um, this might sound kind of bad, but I don't know. I've kind of given up the idea of, like, working out to reach a certain goal. I don't know. I just kind of figured, like, I like working out. I like how it makes me feel. I like how I feel afterwards. And it's, like, I don't want to go into working out thinking, like, oh, if I don't, you know, lift this and I don't look like this and my arms aren't mm -hmm. fucking jacked by the end of the week, then, like, what's the point? It's like, uh, at no, this I point, totally it's kind of like, it's day by day. I'm going to go and I'll do my legs. Like, I'm going to do what I'm doing my arms do my cardio it's kind of like it's it's past the idea of working out for a certain look because i've also just oh sub story but like <laughs> I, I i i like gymnastics i don't know why like it's such a i don't know i think trauma I'm, i don't want to talk about leaving <laughs> we gotta cry um but it's like i've kind of given up this ideal body type even though sometimes i'm like if i don't look like this and i'm you know what's the point but i i it's, know i like working out so why not keep doing it no matter what i look like afterwards yeah, for sure and it, i totally can get behind that like me and my sister we don't get in arguments but we get into debates about diets and stuff because she doesn't like how i count everything i eat she's like that's obsessive like that's crazy like and then but that's what works for me you know what i'm saying like when i count what i'm eating i'm happy i'm feeling better like i'm i'm getting towards goals but she for her like just eating right makes her feel good like she doesn't care what she looks like she just you know what i'm saying like exactly what you're saying i, think I mean out. i think if it's done on a positive like mindset then it's good obviously mm -hmm. for sure and and if you're doing it in a positive mindset and it works for you then clearly i mean hey if it, it feels good do it like that's it like a big thing for me in the gym is i kept being the numbers bro like the weight the number like I, we in a football weight room it's always who can put up this weight like there's literally days where you just see who could put up the most weight you know what i'm saying so i would fuck up my back for three weeks trying to put up the most weight i'd get it up but it wouldn't be right i wouldn't be stronger i'd be you know what i'm saying like but then when i just drop that mentality of like like you said setting those goals for enough like i don't set goals for weightlifting like to get to i'm not trying to squat a certain number i'm not trying to do the only two goals I have right now are a weight for myself, like my body weight, and then like I just want to be able to dunk soon. Like I just want to dunk a basketball, and that's it. Yeah. And that's all I've been working towards. I don't care how much weight I have to squat to do that. I don't care how much weight I have to bench to do that. Like it's literally just whatever makes me feel good to get to that point. You know, people do. People get stuck in those numbers. That's a big thing with setting up goals. You know. Yeah, I remember we had to do. Um, kind of like weight goals and weight training. I think it was junior year because I don't think you did it this year. Um, and I remember like 
like for me, like sophomore year, weight training, chef's kiss. Junior year, sad face. <laughs> Senior year, chef's kiss. Um, and I remember like uh, writing down my goals, and I remember what I did did like my sophomore year but in between sophomore year and junior year the place that we were like my gym was working at us decided to kick us out uh-huh. so I pretty much didn't work out all like the entire summer but I still went into junior year with the expectation that I'm going to be able to do everything I did sophomore year so when we were writing out the numbers and then we maxed and I didn't hit like those numbers yeah. like I just felt so sad like really? I felt um yeah just but like, were you close to those numbers than before I mean, like, I mean, I was closer, like, my sophomore year because I gauged it off like that. So, like, my squat at the end of my sophomore year was 220. My back squat was 220. And so I went into junior year, and I was like, all I've ever wanted to do, (laughs) I know we're talking about goals or whatever and, like, not waiting, but, like, all I've ever wanted to do on a back squat is double plate. Two plates, 225. 225. It's all I've wanted. I've never been able to do it. The closest I've been to it was, like, end of sophomore year with 220. And I, and I tried the 225, and I got it down, and I was bringing it up, and I just dropped it. Um, and I haven't been able to, and I, and so I haven't been able to do it, although I, I would put money on the fact that I would have been able to do it. We were going to squat the week before spring break. Money. Like, we were going we were gonna to find our maxes the week before spring break. Fuck. Because Rhoda said, no, you're not. And I was so sad because I would have put money on the fact that I would have been. Damn, let's get you at, back there. Let's like that 220, 225. All I've ever wanted to do is double play on a back squat. What, what do you think you do right now? I'm not going to lie. I struggled with 95 pounds on Tuesday. 95? Nine, Ed, I don't even want to tell you, like, my emotions on Tuesday. I, I've. You're going you're gonna to get back I've into never so been fast, able, though. like, squatting anything under 100 pounds has never been hard. I did. You're getting reps, I barely though. got five sets, or five, yeah, five sets, five reps. I always forget them. <laughs> reps is the amount of a set. Yeah, five sets, five reps. Could barely do five sets. Did four sets. Five. It was, it was sad. If anyone had known what I had been doing anyone knew the beastina was it would have been a sad day and it was but i think i think my body is gonna get oh you'll used to it but you'll get right back no but i think that that junior year like not reaching those numbers that i thought like that i really wanted to do like like hurt Mm -hmm. like it was hard yeah and as well as the fact like that mentality that we had in weight training like being considered a strong girl like you know you have guys being like Oh, like, well, you didn't do this. Oh, you couldn't reach this. Like, why are you using that weight? Guys love running their mouths in weight training class yeah. with girls. They don't stop about it. And it's, and at some point, it's almost like. It's because they're insecure. Yeah. Like, it's sometimes the girls you're like, in there proving that they can do the same shit you can do. That's why. No, I had guys, like, uh, I don't think, I, I don't know if I told you this, but, uh, if it came up before, but, like, I was one time, wanted to squat. We were back squatting. My friends were doing this, and it was too little. And I'm not gonna lie, I sometimes don't like changing out the weights, cause it's like it's it's just like time consuming too. And it's like this kid named uh, I don't need to say his name, but this kid had what I like what I wanted to do on his bar, and I was like, can I use it? And he looked at me and he was like, yeah, do you want weight off of it? And I was like, why would I be asking to use your bar with that weight on it if I wanted the weight uh, off of it? I can I'm I'm. I yes, guess, Ed. I guess I'd have to be there, but even if, like, if someone asked me, 
if someone asked me to use it, I, I would totally, I'd be like, what do you want on it? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I would imply that they want to use the spot, not the, the weight on it, essentially. So, like, I wouldn't have said, do you want weight off of it? I would have just said, do you want, what do you want on it? Yeah, you know? I mean, it, yeah, but it, he definitely looked like, I mean, I could but be reading if he was, I mean, I wasn't there, so, but I'm just saying that question's valid. To, I mean, I guess, but, it, like, the way that he was, like, asking me, I was just kind of like... But if you're saying it like a dickhead, then, yeah, I could get your shit. Or, like, they'll be like, oh, you can squat, or, like, this idea that, like, I could squat or deadlift more than, like, some of the guys. Like, it's, like, being considered, like, a strong girl, and then being that, like, having my own mentality that I... <laughs> that I, like, that I wasn't strong, like, it definitely kind of messes with you. Because, like, you, like, I hate it, but I feel like I have to, like... Like, I'm validated by what I can squat, and, like, yeah. I'm only strong if I can squat what these guys are squatting, and, like, that's what it was junior year, is that, like, the fact that I wasn't as strong as I I should have been, and I was surrounded by these guys, and I wanted to do it, like, and I wanted to, like, you know, prove myself, which is dumb. Like, you never feel like you have to prove yourself. Yeah. You know, that's, like, you're doing what you need to do. Focus on you, sis. Yeah. But, like, that's what it, I was just, like, I hate it. Yeah. But. I mean, I can't, I can't understand that because <laughs> I'm not a female and I never will be. But I can only imagine, like, I've. It's tough to have to prove, like, feel like you have to prove to something to someone else other than yourself. You know? It's, yeah. It's tough. I mean, but in the, it, in some senses, it kind of makes you like a bit stronger, but like not for the right reasons. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Um, and then I went into senior year, hit like hit wrestling and I was beast mode, baby. Hey. <laughs> kidding, but um. No, I was very, like, that's why I was, like, uh, that's, I think that's why quarantine, like, going back to what we were saying way in the beginning, but that's why quarantine hit so hard for me, because mm-hmm. I, like, I was feeling the best senior year, um, like, class, like, school-wise, you know, musical, like, I got the spot I want, everything's going well with the musical, wrestling season was just wrapping up. Like, and then, like, physically and mentally, I was, like, everything's going well. Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. But... Well, let's get back. Let's get back there. And I think, yeah, I was really excited. Like, I went to the fitness center, and it took me a while, but I felt how, good. How much time can you spend there? An hour. Oh, that's not bad. So, normally, I do... I it's pretty small there. Yeah, it's a little cute little little area. I wasn't expecting it to look like that. But it's really nice, because on the outside, is like, this old brick building. Uh-huh. But on the inside, it's pretty fancy, and I have nice equipment. I have to check it out. Yeah, I normally do cardio for the first half an hour just to warm up, and, you know, wrestling was all cardio, and, you know, just try to get back to that, and, and then I'll do, excuse me, and then I'll do um, the free weights, whatever's open, and whatever I want to do, I'll do for the last half an hour. Nice. And then if I finish a bit early, I'll stretch um, for a bit. So I lost, like, five, ten minutes. Yeah, we should definitely set up the time sometime, like, soon, because I definitely want to work out with you and Santi and all them, and, yeah, that shit gets me excited for sure, but, um, yeah, did you pick a song for this? I did. What is it? It's The Circle Game by, by Joni Mitchell. What, what's it about, or what's it? Um, The what's Circle Game is about, well, it's kind of like this idea of life and uh-huh. like growing up and going through life and the idea that you know the circle of life and all that fun stuff and you're just kind of going through it and you're just growing up and sometimes it feels like 
you know, like, what is, like, the question, like, what is, what's the point of life? Like, what are you going to do with it? And it came from fifth grade when we were doing, like, reading Tuck Everlasting and, like, these immortal characters. And it's like, you, you know, if you can't die, like, literally, they could not die. Fucking shoot them in the head, decapitate them. they Tuck Everlasting. It's a children's book. Um, like, <laughs> you couldn't kill them. They would not die, and it's like, well, what do you do with your life if you can't die, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't end? Yeah. Um, I, you said something earlier in the podcast that made me think of it, actually, and I, I totally forgot. In oh. this one? Mm-hmm. And it made me reminded. Ugh, it reminded me of it. Um. I mean, obviously, I'll listen back on it, and I'll be like, that's where it was, but I can't think of it right now. But you said something that reminded me of it. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good question. Like, what, like, death definitely gives a greater purpose to our lives, you know? Like, the fact that it is a finite time means that every moment is valuable, you know? Whereas if you were just there forever, like, you could just do it later, you know? So, I totally get that. that that's cool. That's a dope song. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But this is sick. I appreciate you being on. Thank this you. Dope. Thank you. Yeah. This was fun. Word. Peace out. And the seasons, they go round and round, and the pains and ponies go up and down. We're captive on a carousel of time. We can't return, we can only look behind from where.